0: Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey y'all, welcome to the Christian Bay podcast where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful Wednesday. I know y'all looking at the phone like Wednesday, you're supposed to upload on Monday. But if you guys follow me on Instagram at the Christian Bay underscore, you know that Wednesday night at 830, I have a Bible study. And when God gave me the word tonight, he also prompted me to put it on the podcast. So here we are a surprise word, but y'all it's lit. So grab your journals. Side note, I just want y'all to know how much I love y'all because it's literally 9 23. So I just finished the IG live and y'all know how I get when I'm sharing the word of God. Like (laughs) y'all know I get real into it. So I'm pushing through to record because One, I'm being obedient, but two, I love y'all. So I'm repeating all of this again because this word is for someone. And if it's for you, DM me, sis, so I can know that I didn't just push through for nothing, that I pushed through for another Christian bay. And y'all know I'm always pushed through for y'all. So grab your journals, grab your Bibles. Today, we're coming from the book of John, not Luke. It's next to Luke. But it's John chapter 12, and we're going to be focusing on verses 9 through 11. So just to give you guys a little um, background on what's happening in chapter 12 of the book of John, it's talking about how um, Jesus anointed was anointed at Bethany. And it starts off talking about how Jesus arrived at the home of Lazarus, and it says, the man he raised from the dead. This is verse 1. So then when we go down to verse 9, which we're going to be focusing on today, it's says, when all the people heard of Jesus arrival, they flocked to see him and also to see Lazarus, the man Jesus had raised from the dead. Now, throughout chapter 12, I didn't count it, so I may not be accurate, but I remember seeing it at least three times. They said Lazarus, the man Jesus rose from the dead like they that was attached to his name. That's who he was, the blessing that God had done through his life and the blessing and the favor that he had. It had become his name. He was no longer just Lazarus. He was Lazarus, the man that God raised from the dead. And the first thing that I didn't even plan on sharing with y'all, but I want y'all to know because it's in my spirit is that God wants to bless you in such a way that people say that's blank the girl who God did blank. You have to understand that these stories in the Bible, this is not just God showing favoritism to these people. You could be a Lazarus. You could be a Moses. You could be a Joseph. You could be a Joshua. You could be a David. God wants to... Attach a blessing to your name so that when people see you they don't say that's just kita. They don't say that's just courtney They don't say that's just whitney. They say that's whitney the girl who god made a billion dollar business They say that's courtney the girl who god called to be on the Forest magazine They don't just say your name They also identify you as the girl that god blessed and it goes perfectly with today's episode title as you can see Which is get rid of of the evidence because when God blesses you in the mighty in the abundant way that he wants to bless you that changes your name you're not just this regular old jazz you're not just this regular old Kyra. now you are this girl who God blessed in this way and every time people address you they dress address you as the girl or the guy that God blessed so as we read John chapter 12 every time they mentioned the name Lazarus they said the man that Jesus had raised from the dead, when we continue to read chapter 9, it says, When all the people heard of Jesus' arrival, they flocked to see him and also to see Lazarus, the man Jesus had raised from the dead. Verse 10 says, When the leading priest decided to kill Lazarus, too, I'm sorry, then the leading priest decided to kill Lazarus, too, because at this time the priests were already planning to kill Jesus. So, verse 10 lets us know that it says, Then the leading priest decided, We're gonna kill Lazarus, too. Verse 11 says, for it was because of him that many of the people had deserted them and believed in Jesus. After reading those verses, the first thing that God placed on my heart and the first thing that I want you guys to write down if you're taking notes is that Lazarus life was a living example of God's power. That's why they wanted to take it. Because what I want you guys to understand is that the enemy isn't just after your life I know you feel like attacks and trials and tribulations and unfair circumstances comes at you and it's trying to affect you Directly, but I want you to understand that the enemy he's not just after you. He's after everything that's connected to you He's after the proof of God's power in your life. You have to understand every time the people saw Lazarus, they knew that this is the man that Jesus rose from the dead. Every time he took a step outside, every time he woke up, he was a reminder of God's power and this, his enemies, the enemy didn't like that. So that's why when you wake up, when you begin to live your life, when you begin to pray more and seek after God more, that's why the enemy attacks you because you are a walking, talking reflection of of god's power that's why he attacks your friends that's why he attacks your family and your finances because when things that are connected to you prosper it brings god glory You have to understand that anybody that was with Lazarus, you know, they kind of had a reputation because Lazarus was the guy that God raised from the dead. You have to think about think about Beyonce. Y'all know I love using Beyonce. If you think about Beyonce and the people that's with her, if she have a random girl with her, people are going to say, who is that? Because she's with somebody of power. She, Beyonce has power. Beyonce name open doors. Her name ring bells. That's Beyonce who God has blessed her with a large amount of influence. So who is that with her? So just being connected to Lazarus puts you on a pedestal. Anything connected to him had a touch of his power because of the power that God had in his life. So that same thing applies to you, which is why the enemy isn't just after you; he's after the things that's connected to you. Because remember, you're Courtney, the girl with the billion-dollar business, and your best friend. If she's your best friend, she's blessed because you blessed, and your business blessed because you blessed. And the anointing doesn't just stop with you; the anointing also passes on to your family. So now your family blessed because. You bless and your children bless because you bless, and you have to understand that when the enemy comes after you, he's not just after you, he's also after the evidence of the power that God has over your life. So, he's after the things that are also attached to you. Lazarus was attached to Jesus because Jesus had raised him from the dead. So, Lazarus was an evidence of Jesus's and God's power, he was the proof of the power that God had placed within Jesus. So, when they said they wanted to kill Jesus, they also had to kill the proof that was attached to his power so when the enemy comes after you at work and now your boss is tripping or you got a promotion and now your co-workers tripping or when you get this new car and you got people saying you think you all that or when your business starting to prosper and now your friends starting to act bitter you have to understand that the enemy is not just after you he's also after the proof of God's power in your life which is the things that's connected to you. So tonight I want to challenge you to pray for everything that's connected to you, your car, your job, your finances, your friends, your relationship, your marriage, your family. Because if you think about it, if the things connected to you fail, the enemy will attach that failure to your faith. That's what he'll do. Anything that fails in your life, the enemy is going to blame your faith for it. He's going to blame your father for any failure that you experience. He'll say, "Look, her car broke down, but she's supposed to be a woman of God. Oh, you just got fired from your job. I guess you going to church every week wasn't enough. Mm, you having some problems in your marriage." Mm, I guess that fasting and praying, I guess that didn't make a difference. I guess your faith wasn't strong enough. I guess you couldn't do all things through Christ who strengthens you because look, you got failure in your life. He will always take the failures and try to attach it to your faith because prosperity is proof of God's power. So he tries to use failure to decrease your faith. He's after the things that's attached to you. He's after the things that's connected to you because he knows the power that God has over your life. And what the enemy wants to do is to get you to doubt God's power so that he can prevent you from getting to God's promise. So when we read verse 11 again, it says, for it was because of him that many of the people had deserted them, and believed in Jesus. They no longer believed in the Pharisees. They no longer believed that they had to go about life figuring it out on their own. Your friends no longer believed that they had to just deal with whatever life threw at them. You were now proof that prayers work. You were now the evidence of what God can do in any environment. You were now the evidence of what being consistent and building your relationship with God looked like. Now God is blessing you in abundant ways and opening doors for you because you are helping Helping people see that them prayers really do work and that when God releases them blessings, they hit difference. So now people are watching you because they see the blessings that God are rele- is releasing upon you and the enemy don't like that. So it says in verse 11 that it was because of Lazarus being brought back from the dead that many of the people had deserted the Pharisees and believed in Jesus. So the Pharisee says we can't just kill Jesus. We got to get rid of the evidence too. See, the people had begun to believe in Jesus because of Lazarus simply living. Nowhere in this chapter does it say that Lazarus said anything or did anything. The fact that Lazarus got out of the bed each day and walked on earth, those people believed in Jesus just by him living. All Lazarus had to do was live and all you had to do was get a raise at your job and now you not even you, you forgot you got a raise last year. You don't even pay attention to the increase on your check but all your coworkers, they see every time you walk into your neighborhood office they see every time you come in that you had favor on your life so all you had to do was get a raise and all you had to do was have your health restored it's because of your health being restored that somebody else has faith that their health can be restored and you didn't have to brag about the doctor's report and you don't have to remind them every day that your health was restored it's the fact that you're still here living that's giving them faith every time they see you it's because of your marriage that people are now able to desert living life on their own and instead are trying to live according to God's way so in order to stop that in order to stop people from turning to God in order to stop people from wanting to pray more and wanting to see what is this God's way of life about the enemy wants to get rid of the evidence that's attached to your life but what the priest I'm sorry the leading priest failed to realize in verse 10, when they said they were going to kill Lazarus, what they failed to realize is that Lazarus had to die before in order to be able to bring God that glory in the first place. Y'all mad at him because he's evidence of the power of God in Jesus, but he died in order to be that evidence. So you going to kill me. I already, that's how I got here. I died. And that's the part of your life that your enemies don't realize as well. They don't realize that before God gets you to the promise and before God releases his abundance, he takes you through a process. So you trying to plan to kill me when I already died to bring God glory. You trying to plan to make me lose my job because of you being jealous of my promotion. I was already jobless. You don't know the nights I went without having food to eat before God blessing me with this job. So even if you kill me, even if you try to say bad things about me to make me lose this job, if God brought me back to life before, what makes you think he won't do it again? I don't understand. So while your enemies are plotting against you, they don't know your testimony. They don't know your story. They don't know. That they're plotting against you to try to kill you because you're bringing God glory. But if you kill me, God is just going to bring me back again. So I want you guys to be encouraged tonight. And I don't know what part of your life is being attacked right now. I don't know if it's your finances. I don't know if it's your health. I don't know if it's your relationship. I don't know if it's some family issues. I don't know if it's some mental issues. But what I need you to understand is that when the enemy tries to send the attack, he doesn't understand the one that brought you back to life in the first place. Because you thought that I got here by my own strength, but it was really my prayer's it was really my father it was really my favor that brought me here so even though you're trying to send an attack to kill me even though you're trying to send in negative thoughts to get me down even though you're trying to cause hell in my finances i need you to understand that if you kill me the same person that brought me to life the first time he's going to do it again so you're not fighting against me i know you think you're sending the attacks at me and i know you think these trials and tribulations are going to take me out but i need you to understand that the same God that did it then he'll do it now I need you guys to have that mindset I need you guys to write this down I need you guys to write this in stone engrave it in your brain that the same God that covered you yesterday will cover you today because the enemy is going to send trials and tribulations because you are proof because your your evidence your prayer life that's evidence of God's power You waiting on God to bring you your husband or bring you your wife, that's evidence of God's power. And you have to understand that the enemy not only wants to get rid of you, he wants to get rid of everything connected to you. He got to get rid of the evidence. So I don't don't want these people to see God's power. I don't want these people to see how good God is. So I'm going to try to get rid of her and everything connected to her. So you have to know that when the attacks come your way, you got to know, like Lazarus, The same person that brought you back from the dead before will bring you back again. The same person that was there with you when you didn't have a car and he provided a way and now he provided a car for you. If you lose this one, he'll provide another one. If you lose this job, he'll provide another one. If you lose this friend, he'll provide another one. If you lose this relationship, he'll provide a husband. If you lose and you feel like you can't overcome these thoughts, he'll provide another day to show you that I am the God above all things. And if I say you can overcome suicidal thoughts, you can overcome it. If I say you can overcome the depression you can overcome it if i say you can overcome the anxiety you can overcome it and the same thing he did on monday he'll do on tuesday he'll do on wednesday no matter how many times your enemies try to plot against you your father will step in for you and he'll step in for you because you're the proof you're the evidence you're you're the proof of his power every day that you get up and you pray and you haven't seen that situation change you're the proof Every day that you that you sow, and you don't know where your next meal is coming from, you the proof. Every day that you go to church, and you don't know how you are gonna put gas in your car, you the proof. Every day that you go to that job and it feels like everybody is against you, you're the proof. You're the proof of his power. You're the proof of his peace that keeps you. You're the proof of his anointing over your life. You're the proof of his peace that surpasses all understanding. And I don't need y'all to understand how I haven't lost my mind. Just know that I haven't lost it yet. So every day that you wake up, you're a Lazarus. You're a proof of his power. And they don't understand how you keep coming from the dead. They don't understand how you keep rising again every time something tries to come knock you down. They don't understand why you still have on a smile on your face. And it's because you're the proof. And that's why they plotting against you because you're the proof. And that's why the enemy wants to take you out because you're the evidence. He got to get rid of the evidence. He wants to get rid of the proof because every time people see you, they see that them prayers must be working because she's still smiling. She's still making a way out of no way. you the proof. Verse 17 stood out to me. It says, Many in the crowd had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb raising him from the dead and they were telling others about it. That was the reason so many went out to meet him because they had heard about this miraculous sign. Then the Pharisees said to each other, there's nothing we can do. Look, everyone has gone after him. The Pharisees said, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing Satan can do. There's nothing your enemy can do because they were telling others, about what Lazarus had experienced. Not not what God had did in their life. They were telling others about what God did in Lazarus' life. Because guess what? My blessings will speak for me. I, I don't really have to be boastful. I don't have to be big headed. You're going to see God's hand on my life. I don't even have to brag about it. You just gonna see how he keep waking me up every day. You're gonna see how he keeps restoring my strength every day. You're gonna see how he keeps making a way for me out of nowhere. You're gonna see how my finances keep getting restored. You're gonna see how God keeps moving on. My my behalf. And when you see it, you're going to begin to tell others. And it's nothing that my enemies can do about it because my blessings will speak for me. So every time Lazarus woke up and he walked around town, it was a reminder of God's power. And every time Lazarus woke up, it pissed off the Pharisees. Every time he went outside, the Pharisees had to realize that it's nothing you can do to stop the proof of God's power. It's nothing you can do to get rid of this evidence that's on my life. Every time you wake up, you piss Satan off. Every time you pray over your thoughts and defeat suicide and depression, you piss the spirit of mental health off. Every time you be kind to those who are rude to you, you piss their jealous spirit off. Every time you sow a seed into the kingdom of God, you piss the spirit of financial issues off because you are the proof that none of these things can keep you bound. None of these things can stop you. It's nothing that financial financial lack can do to stop you. It's nothing that health issues can do to stop you. It's nothing that the opinion of others can do to stop you. It's nothing that your haters can do to stop you because you're the proof. You're the evidence of God's power and they can they can plan to attack God and they can plan to attack you. But it's nothing they can do because your blessings will speak for you. So today we're sowing a seed of I'm the proof. We're sowing a I'm the proof seed because there's nothing they can do to stop the fact or change the fact that I am evidence of God's blessings in my life, in my marriage, in my relationship, in my job, in my finances, in my health, in my business, in my ministry, I am the proof. I am the living evidence that God opens doors. I am the living evidence that God makes a way out of nowhere. I am the living evidence of God's favor. I am the living evidence of overflow. I am the living evidence of abundance. I'm the proof. So if you want to sow a I'm the proof seed, you can sow it at PayPal and my email address is polished, P-O-L-I-S-H-E-D 144 at com. It'll be in the description box or you can sow it through Cash App, dollar sign, The Christian Bay. I'm the proof. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, I want to thank you for blessing all of us with another day, Father God. With so much going on in the world, Father God, we don't take it lightly, Father God. We don't overlook the fact that you've blessed us with another day. You've woken us up, Father God. You've woken our family members up, Father God. You continue to cover us, Father God. And not only do you cover us, you allow us to tap into your presence, Father God. You allow us to tap into your word and get an understanding of what you want to do in our lives in this season right now, Father God. So today we sow a on um, the proof seed, Father God God. and we stand on the fact that we are the proof of your evidence. Father God, we stand on the fact that we are the proof of your blessings. Father God, we stand on the fact that we are the proof of the prosperity that you had planned for us when we were in our mother's womb. Father God, we stand on the proof and the fact that we are the proof of your presence, not just in our lives, but in the presence of everything connected to us. You will allow our anointing to overflow onto it. Father God, we stand on the fact that you have called us for such a time as this. Father God. We stand on the fact that everything we touch will prosper because we are the proof, Father God. We stand on the fact that it's nothing that our enemies can do to stop us from being the evidence of your goodness. It's nothing that Satan can do to stop us from being the evidence of your kingdom. It's nothing the enemy can do to stop us from being the evidence of the way that you reign in our lives, Father God. You reign down abundance, Father God. You reign down peace, Father God. You reign down health and covering, Father God. You reign down your presence and you allow us to rest in the fact that you're here and not only are you here you're leaving signs of your presence by allowing us to be your proof so we pl- we plant and we sow uh, i omniproof the proof seed today father god and we ask that you allow it to return to us tenfold father god we ask that you continue to let us be the proof that you continue to let us be living walking talking examples of your power you continue to use us every day here on earth not just as vessels father god but as evidence and proof of your power father god we thank you for this fresh word father god we thank you for your presence giving us this word i thank you for this podcast and this platform father god because if it wasn't for you it would not be here father god i ask that you touch each and every person listening to this podcast father god you allow this word to speak to them in their dead places father god to speak life into them father god to speak light into those places that are dark father god to remind them that they are proof of your power and you want to use them in a mighty way To remind them that you want them to be, this is her who I did this for, Father God. Not just a regular name, Father God, but a name who you have shown favor to. A name who others will talk about the power of your presence being in their lives, Father God. We claim it right now and we receive it and we ask that you continue to cover us and love us as we forever praise your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you guys so much. I thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Christian Bay podcast. I'm serious this time. I'm going to talk to you guys on Monday, unless God places it on my heart to share another word with you guys. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for always providing feedback. I pray that this word touched you the way that it touched me. And I pray that it constantly reminds you that you're not just blank. You're not just what your name is. You are proof and evidence of God's power and what he wants to do in your life. I love you guys. Good night. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram to stay up to date with everything at the Christian Bay underscore. I will be on live on Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Tune in. I'll talk to you guys then. Good night.